Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. If you're looking for a nice tea and deep dive analysis about otaku things, you've come to the right place. We love our conversation and discussion, and we're back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by... Hello, I am Isabel, and... This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about the question of... Can harm anime ever be good? Harm anime as a whole or the harm genre as a whole has been trashed to the nth degree at this point. And it kind of goes both ways. Uh, you know, the girls will trash the harm that the harm that are specifically aimed for guys. And then let's be honest here. The guys also trash the reverse harms when it's aimed for girls. So regardless, as long as harm is involved, uh, it tends to get trashed really badly. And it leads to a big question of, can harm anime ever be good? So today we're not really going to talk about, hey, here's an example of a good one and a bad one, or, you know, here's two examples of a good one or anything like that. I kind of am just curious on what you guys think the answer is to that question uh, based on your experience of seeing the different kind of harm anime that you've, uh, you know, seen people kind of go crazy about or watched yourself. And we are including reverse harem in here because ultimately, it's this it's sort of the same concept which is there is a bunch of um characters who like a single person it can be uh, it can be very heterosexual in the sense that you know when we think harem anime it tends to be very heterosexual with a bunch of girls liking a guy but we've had things in the recent years where it's like Katarina from, uh, you know, My Doom Flags, that, that anime where she has a bisexual harm. It's girls and guys who both like her. And so regardless, it is a harm. And I believe that the general consensus of what constitutes a harm is that there has to be at least three who likes the same person. Uh, only two is not enough because that just becomes a love triangle. And uh, preferably it's three or more. Three is just kind of teetering along the lines of it. But people don't generally think of that as harm quite yet. It's just, oh, this person has a lot of people who have a crush on them. But once it gets to four, it becomes very undeniable that, yes, this is a harm anime. So that's sort of the number thing uh, get out, getting out of the way. And Jack wanted me to go ahead and answer on his end because he can't join today because I told him what our next week topic is. So Jack said with a complete straight face, absolutely zero hesitation when I said that this was a topic, he was like, no. <laughs> so, and his reasoning for it is that he says that a harm anime, even when it is good, can be better when it's not harm. So that's why in his mind, he never thinks a harm anime is good because of the fact that something exists that can be better if we take away the harm aspect. So that's his stance on this. And, you know, I kind of want to hear what your stances are on each of these in regards to harm anime and whether you have different opinions, if it's a reverse harm where it's like a, where it's a girl who's at the center of the harm or, you know, a stereotypical harm where it's a guy. So that I, I, I think that will definitely make some difference for certain people. And I'm really curious to hear if it will make a difference for you, too. So, uh, Isabel, welcome back. Uh, I know you just came back from, um, you know, from your trip. So I thought we might as well start with you in this case. What do you think? Do you think harm anime can be good or no? Yeah, so in regards to the question, if it can be good, I'm going to say yes. Okay. If it can be better than good, then 
that's a no for me. Like, great. Like, my all-time favorite is a harem anime. That's probably almost never going to happen. Okay. Um, it hasn't happened so far, so I don't expect that to happen in the future. Um, is it Steinsgate? <laughs> Steinsgate, surprisingly, I'm not sure if it's a harem, just because... Okay. He has maybe two love interests. Uh, the, the other girls are kind of interested in him, uh, but... Yeah, still, I don't know. I feel like they're, like, for me, I think you have to have, like, a romantic, uh, like, specifically, I love this person type of deal. And I think, um, I don't think all the girls specifically say that they love him uh, or fall for him. So that's the reason why. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's more focused on the plot at that point. So obviously, if it's a green anime, usually I... I like it more if it has that plot aspect to it. Um, otherwise, in terms of me saying, you know, yeah, can it be good? Yes, because at the end of the day, I kind of watch anime to, you know, or people watch anime to, you know, enjoy their time or just like some some shows are relaxing. And if you don't take it too seriously, it's good enough or it's enjoyable or it's like silly. Um, one that specifically comes to mind is Kiss Him, Not Me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was funny in the beginning. I like I cuz I kind of related to the character who's um who's really passionate about BL and I'm also just a fan of manga and anime in general. So, you know, I related to that and then um and then all these guys, you know, like a childhood friend or like the student council president is interested in her uh first for her looks and stuff like that. Um I just thought that was a fun thing, like seeing their interactions and then them growing to at first like her because she has good looks, but then realize that there's like, you know, relationships and like their, how they interact uh, with one another is something that changes throughout. So for me, that was like good enough. Um, and so I feel like there's a bunch of shows like that. And although, you know, in the end, I, I do think Haram is also, we kind of torture ourselves uh, when we watch it just because one the character might be unrelatable mm -hmm. um and then i guess the worst is also like there's like an open ending um or i guess the oh when the author was, doesn't dare yeah. to commit because yeah, yeah. Commit, like, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to make anyone mad type of situation right but there are those moments where yes you are definitely going to hurt one side of the fandom or um whoever the person is rooting for. That's what you risk when you have multiple <laughs> love interests. Like, that's what you get into, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, I yeah, I feel like I, like, but it's kind of entertaining. I feel like when you watch the show, like, you know, you're interested in this one girl who's probably, like, maybe, like, the childhood friend, and you want them to get together, or they keep teasing that, too. Like, oh, he, this person gets together at this person in the end or something, mm -hmm. and you expect it. Um, and then, you know, you're in for that whole roller coaster of, oh, what about this girl? Oh, but then there's this girl too, or, you know, um, so I don't know. I it personally, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about the endings. If there, if the person should only end up with one person in the end, or do you like the open ending or do you like the... <laughs> I think this one's ridiculous, but the one ending where basically they end up with everyone else, like everyone's <laughs> friends and everything's good. That's uh, that, that's questionable. <laughs> I demand a closed ending. I accept nothing yeah. else. <laughs> 
I really don't care. Well, like this, and this also has to do with like me and my writing style, which is funny because Sean and I were just talking about it the other day. Uh, but I like, I genuinely will close all ends. I do not care if people don't like how it's closed. It will close. <laughs> I refuse to leave anything open. And that's what I also want for my stories. So I don't like, obviously I will be upset if it's like, my favorite isn't the end game sort of situation and it does annoy me per se, but I still prefer that than having like, oh, but maybe he will. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> give me an ending. <laughs> so, uh, so that's where I stand on it. That makes sense. What about you, Agnes? Which one do you prefer? Also a closed ending? an answer i would prefer a close ending only for my sanity because if it's going to be as open-ended as nisekoi and not get anywhere <laughs> i will drop the series <laughs> agnes will feel like it's a waste of time <laughs> yeah it's a waste of time at that point it's like well if the author wants to keep baiting okay you can keep baiting the audience but not me <laughs> just drop it <laughs> you i am too strong for this <laughs> More of, like, how stupid do you think you can continue baiting the audience without revealing the ending? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> but yes, otherwise... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, um, because, uh, you know, you said that your answer was it can't be... It can be good, but it can't be better than good. But what about Akatsuki no Yona? And many... Like, let's think about it. There are multiple guys who has feelings for Yona. That's without question. You know, um, our... Our white dragon has a huge precocious crush on her. And then it's very hinted that Jeha, who I will not speak about, <laughs> Jeha, who um, also like has a crush on her. It's just he won't do anything about it because he's too much of a bro with Hawk mm. that he, like he would never do anything about it. But he does have a crush on her. Hawk very obviously is in love with her. And then even, um, oh, I forgot his name, sorry, it, it just it left me. The cousin, the the one who killed her dad, uh, Su... Uh, oh, Suwon. Su even Suwon is largely insinuated that, like, he did have genuine feelings for her. It's just, like, his vision and what he wanted to do was more important. And so, by that definition of horror, you know... Yona of the Dawn is a harm anime, and I think our general consensus is that this is a pretty effing amazing piece of story. So uh, how do you feel mm. about that when I point that out? <laughs> yeah, I would have to change my answer then, because Yona is great. <laughs> I really like Yona. <laughs> so changed fast. so quick! <laughs> is Yona the only one? <laughs> I don't think so. There, there might be more that I don't identify as, um, as a harem just because I'm like, you know, distracted by the plot points first, or like, or maybe because I only see Yona with Hawk. That like, the dragons don't matter. The dragons are, are just yeah. There it to becomes help her. a lot more Hawk centric after the 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 slavery chapter mm -hmm. where she gets put on the slave ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can see why. Like, you could say like Akatsuki no Yona is a harem. It starts as a harem, but the ultimate end goal was never a harem per se. Mm -hmm, right, and so I guess then because okay, so that leads to another interesting thing is that there are definitely other harem anime out there where it's like the end game is very obvious. Like uh, out of a group of girls or out of a group of guys, it's very obvious who is going to be the couple at the end of the day. But the other characters still continue to have crushes on them. 
And I feel like it's a little wishy-washy at times at when people find it annoying. You know, like, there's definitely parts where it's like, okay, we know who Endgame is. Like, these other characters don't need to have crushes on them. This is annoying. Like, stop doing it. But then there's other instances where it's like, you know, Yona, where we know, like, yeah, these characters still have crushes on her, but we don't really care that much. Like, it's not annoying. And I'm not entirely sure what the dividing factor or the guideline is that differentiates between annoying, let's get rid of the harm because it's obvious who's going to win, or it's not annoying because we know who's going to win and, and like, those crushes are just sort of, like, on the side thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I think it has to do with maybe, like, distracting plot points that might um, help mitigate some of that. Because you make a good point of, like, how there's some series that benefit having more open-ended and then a lot of the crushes still, like, fight each other. Or one wins and then everyone kind of, like, begrudgingly accepts. I don't know, I think at that point it's also, like, character development as well mm. to see if the characters are mature enough to progress with the plot point and accept that there is one person that the main character truly loves the person for. So it's pretty dependent on the harem, I think. Because if you have, like, a very basic harem where all the girls keep fighting for them and there's no, like, true endgame, or they kind of just, like, go about their day accepting that one guy likes another girl but doesn't like accept defeat and move on then it can get pretty boring very quickly mm -hmm. yeah i see what you mean by that uh and i guess like on that note another sort of observation that i've made that i don't know if you two agree with is i like funnily enough harm anime works very well when it's a parody of horror genre like mm. do you get what i mean <laughs> yes, yes 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 i agree <laughs> and it's like it's kind of sad you know that because it's a parody of the genre somehow it makes the harm work because it's funny question mark but i mean if we think about it or high school host club is a is a parody it's a parody of all the ridiculous reverse harem situations and they even they even like rub it in your face of the fact that you know tamaki assigns literal tropes <laughs> to each of the guys in the club to essentially represent like one of uh, like each type of guy who would be typically interested in a girl and oral high school host club is an absolute classic for that and it's a parody <laughs> and so um and then we have katarina where hers is like parodied to the nth degree and it's hilarious to the point that people were purposefully voting for all her ships so that they can dominate the top couples uh, uh polls because they think it's so funny to see all of them listed there and um and we have another anime that's upcoming next season. And it's basically how this, like, uh, the summary is this guy, he got rejected many times. And it turns out that apparently God, like, made a mistake and accidentally cursed him to always get rejected. So he decides to, like, make it up to him by promising, like, a hundred girls will fall in love with him and stuff like that. But then all these shenanigans ensue because obviously that's, like, very headachey to have all these people in love with you. And now he's, like, trying to grab grapple with like it's basically a different kind of curse now but it's on the opposite end and that's a harem and that's a parody and people love that one people who've read the manga like it's very memeified is the thing and the anime is upcoming and a lot of people are looking forward to it so it's like like what does it mean when the parody version of a genre is the best version <laughs> 
It's probably because people don't take it seriously once you know that it's a parody in of itself. Oh. Okay. And that all the characters are really stupid. So you expect comedy and relatable things that come out of it rather than a typical harem. Versus like if you're in a harem watching something like Nisekoi, um, or any of their harem anime, God knows how many titles I know but I didn't actually watch. <laughs> a lot of people get kind of invested sort of in a weird way, kind of like soap operas where you get kind of invested in soap operas. They're trashy, but it's entertaining, so a lot of people get really hooked onto the girls' personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the parody, everyone everyone does ship certain characters with one another, but they kind of come to an agreement of like, this is just really funny, I'm not going to take it seriously, and therefore the weight of these ships don't quite matter as much as like, who's best girl and run to girlfriend? Right! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Because, like, if you think about it, like, if you compare, like, let's say, my next life as a villainess, everyone's just like, oh, you know, like, um, our dumb protagonist is so dumb, but she fits in all the ships. And you know what? This is fine because this is entertaining. This is funny. And she tries because she's so oblivious. But when you look at something like Rent a Girlfriend, where the main character is literally scum, but all these girls keep gravitating towards him, you're just like, yeah, you know, there are some people like that in real life that just really fucking sucks. like pimps at that point oh gosh yeah okay i see what you're saying about how why the parody version works so well um and isabel was there any other sort of harm anime that sort of stood out to you when you were thinking about this question i know you mentioned you know kiss him not me so i was just really curious is there any other ones that sort of stuck out to you when you were coming to your decision in regards to the answer (laughs) yeah the other one i liked was um Sayakano, how to raise a boring girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was a harm? I didn't even know that. Oh, yes, it is a completely oh. harm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's kind of funny because when she he meets the main girl, um, it's kind of like he's it's like this anime moment where you she he saw her at the top of the hill. There's like, you know, like a breeze blowing and she looks really beautiful. And so he's like, I'm gonna make a like a dating game sim based on that moment and find a girlfriend or like you know uh make up the simulation um and then he brings on a bunch of other girls onto the team and that's what makes it interesting is that these girls that are interested in him or may have had a childhood relationship with him um or interact with him during class they actually do like him uh and then and then not only that i think he knows that too but then like he he also needs them to help work on his project because he doesn't you know he needs someone to write the script he needs someone to actually do the graphics and the music and things like that so he keeps on adding these girls to the project uh, but i actually enjoy that one just because i was interested in one how they're making the game but then all the fact that these girls had their own personalities and they're not straight up just like fawning over him or things like that uh, so that's the one that stood out to me in terms of you know a horror anime being good um but i don't know i think uh Neither of you have seen that one, or maybe just heard of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember you talking about it, but I didn't watch it for sure. I was going to ask you, because of something Jack said, was Jack said that the story could always be better if it isn't a harm. So I guess my question is sort of that question is, is would you think Sayakano is even better if it wasn't a harm? Or do you actually think the harm is necessary to make it work? That's a good question. I don't know if the harm is necessary to make it work. It could be, you know, he could work with anyone on the game for, like, he could have, you know, the girl, one girl be the model for the game, and then 
you know, have a bunch of um, bunch of guys on his team instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it usually is in the game dev industry. That's anyway. exactly how it is, actually. <laughs> so it's very rare for, you know, an all-female team to come up with a game unless they're being very specific about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like also just like the production in general, um, like everything just seemed kind of it's not as exciting maybe uh so that's one of the things so i feel like maybe some of the things could be written better like jack said i think it's very specific that i can't really detail exactly what could be better it just feels like maybe there is more like either background or more interactions just because when it becomes a little too many girls um like like an episode needs to be dedicated to each one to make the plot move forward so yeah i don't know um well um i was curious about that so i guess then agnes uh you know what is your answer then in regards to it sounds like i mean sounds like you have your thoughts and opinions you also have answers to certain questions so you clearly consider this so (laughs) can harm anime ever be good (laughs) debatable it really depends on what the plot point is i think to move the story forward because if it's going to be something that's very basic um even like for reverse harem like where there's no real character progression there's no real character drive to move the story along for any of the individual characters and then also for the mc itself it becomes very boring because it's like what do you, what value do you see in the main character and of course like there is that aspect of like oh I see the main character as a self-insert. That is fine as a whole, but in terms of like the overall enjoyment, like do you actually see yourself enjoying a series because the character is just a self-insert or because you just like the drama that comes out of it, I guess? So I personally don't think harem anime can be that great with just a few exceptions just because there's so many harem animes that fall short especially when it comes to the plot points and just executing it overall that it just becomes like kind of a a dead genre to me your answer is more like yes but with the caveat of it's a small percentage of it that manages to yeah so like for instance if we take like a lot of like reverse harems that do horribly or i don't really like because i think it's very boring like an example is like uh kiniod uh corda de aura that's the, the musical that. one that with like the girl who plays so the violin much. she gets accepted <laughs> to <laughs> to a musical academy um and uta no prince surprisingly starts out as a harem but because it got so popular they just make it its own like brand new thing by the time season one finishes and it's no longer a harem it's just an idol anime um and so there's like all these avenues that certain series goes in order to keep it long lived. But the short of the short is that if it's just going to be a pure harem from start to finish, most people will end up dropping it overall because it's just like, well, it's kind of boring. Like I have no investment in it afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. So obviously you thought of one that's like clearly stood out. Did you finish that anime? That that core uh Koro the, the musical anime? I watch snippets of it, girl. Like uh, I can't I can't sit through a lot of these harem animes in general, even if it's like older ones that I watched when I was a kid, like maybe like A World Only God Knows or like Rosario X Vampire. Mm-hmm. But even then at some point I'm just like, this is kinda boring. I wanna see something action. <laughs> so I ended up watching a shonen. <laughs> 
I will never forget the day that I decided to watch Amnesia. <laughs> and Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> that's a mistake you and made. I, I thought all the guys looked amazing. And yes, I was a teenager when this happened. So that's why I decided to watch it. And I was just sitting there after every episode and being like, am I supposed to be this bored? Like, I am actually falling asleep watching this. Because <laughs> it was like, no plot whatsoever. Was there even a plot? No, no, there wasn't. So, <laughs> I mean, the only plot that happens in Amnesia is where the main character gets locked in a cage and one of the boys tells her that she needs to act like a pet. Dude, and I'm just like, no. that was so <laughs> creepy. I was so creeped out by that. <laughs> I don't understand why that trope let me let me go off on a tangent real quick about the reverse harem. I don't understand why that trope exists in a reverse harem. Like I can maybe understand it in a regular harem where it's all like, ooh, dummy mommy, step on me kind of thing. <laughs> but not in a lock cage. That's very scary. <laughs> I don't think any respectable man or woman would go through that. Okay, I, I will say that everyone has their kinks. Not that I understand it, especially being me. <laughs> Gracie's like I'm not going to be out here shamming who wants to be locked in a cage and I'm just like, well, I'll do it for you if you won't do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, everyone has their kinks. I think, obviously, that just Jack should have been part of this one too, but obviously... <laughs> you would have enjoyed it. <laughs> obviously, the core issue here is the question of consent, right? Like, it's consensual between both sides that they want to do this particular kink. For example, Hori likes it when Miyamura hits her. <laughs> so, um, and we knew that in the first season. It was really funny, actually, because she realized she liked it. And so, but, like, consent is the key here. And it's, like, obviously in context of the story, it was not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And that's, like, sort of why it, it creeped me out so much but then but then there's the added factor unfortunately that that guy and i hate to tell you this agnes that guy is the most popular guy in the ultimate <gasps> game <laughs> women have problems oh my god <laughs> oh wait have you seen it too isabel <laughs> no i haven't but i'm surprised that that he is the most popular one i he thought someone is... else would be the more popular oh one. no he is the most popular guy amongst that group and i was just like i was very disappointed That's when crazy. i felt that. wow <laughs> well i guess there are some girls that like to be treated as degens so that's a thing <laughs> um well, I guess there's no difference then between harem and reverse harem folks then because it's basically a horseshoe. The more degenerate you get, the more into the the, the creepier, more sus <laughs> characters you like. Well, I agree because I do think reverse harem and harem anime can be simultaneously boring in the exact same oh, way. definitely. Yeah, like the characters don't change. It's just everyone likes this one vanilla cardboard and you're like, I don't understand why they like this vanilla cardboard. And yes, I get the whole point. They're vanilla cardboard because you're supposed to self-insert, but I think especially for someone like me who never self-inserts into stories like ever, it becomes even harder. Um, I can't like, I can't even self-insert into ultimate games. Like I, I'm just like, this girl is so boring. I, I need this girl to be a character. <laughs> I don't, I'm not here for the No, self-insert. I feel that too. Sometimes, because I think uh, the 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 worst part about like ultimate games that are um, like harem anime setups like that is because 
the the self insert character that you play has such limited options that don't really match up to your personality right? anyway <laughs> that you're just sitting there you're like what's the point of doing a self insert if you don't have like a variety of options to choose from it's more like i also don't understand how you can even self insert because like if you self insert it has to be like elements of yourself that you see in the character right like that's how you self insert yeah but i think it's because when they create ultimate games they're only taking a small sample of whichever population they're catering towards whether it's males or females and they just cater all the choices down to that because if you think about it like in terms of like developing the game there are so many there's basically that at that point, there's basically infinite number of possibilities that you can choose in an ultimate or simulation game that you can't possibly encapsulate every single personality that exists. Mm. So you have to narrow it down to the most stereotypical one, even if it's like not representative of either gender, essentially. Well, see, this is why I like Nord 9. Nord 9 is one of those few rare, like, ultimate games and um, and even the anime adaptation. Well, the anime adaptation is worse, but, like, the, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like this, is, this is clever because you actually get to play three girls and each three of those girls have distinctive enough personalities where it's like, I can see people self-inserting into each of these three girls to see which of their personalities match them the best. And so, and based mm-hmm. on the girls' personalities, they have three guy options who are also different from each other but are like but you can see why they pair well with that personality so that's why nor nine is the only one where i was like i get you i get you nor nine good job (laughs) you say that and yet the anime falls really short (laughs) well yeah i mean because they so they picked the so what the anime did is that they picked the um most popular route of each girl and it's completely doable to try to mold them together but i think definitely the issue is that it have to be longer than the 12 episodes because there is quite a bit of content that happens in each of the girls path with their most popular guy and then but also my biggest issue is that i think they screwed up the um the pink haired girl kohaku because kohaku in nord 9 is an absolute badass like she is that sweet genki girl who has like amnesia and like doesn't quite remember things and stuff like that but she's extremely powerful and extremely fierce and protective when it comes down to it and so in her and with kakeru who was the guy that everyone liked her the best with in in the game she saved his life like she went and used her powers and saved him and her power she's like way more powerful than literally anyone else in the group and it's like it's more her story is more about learning to control it because when she goes out of control it gets very scary and they took that away from her in the anime like they just have the guy save himself and like fight the antagonist and she just kind of stands to the side i was just like no (laughs) that's That's very um that's pretty sad honestly taking away her agency of Kohaku as a character she's that sweet like sensitive Genki girl that we tend to see in these reverse harems but at the same time she really pulls out agency and punches and it's incredible when that happens and they just took that away from her so yeah Gracie was not happy (laughs) 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 Um, but anyway so okay so I guess like when you were so your answer is mostly no in some extreme cases the answer has been yes has any harm anime surprised you and i'm talking about reverse harems as well has any of them ever surprised you in that regard where you're like oh this is this is pretty good 
I've seen a couple instances based on... I don't watch harem anime, for the record. Like, I, the moment I see it on, like, any inkling of, like, one guy and, like, five girls in a poster, I'm like, yep, that's it, that's a harem anime. I'm not gonna even bother looking at the tags, even if I'm wrong. So, I don't watch harem anime in general. But I've seen a couple of your posts of some harem animes or animes that have a lot of, like, multiple love interests that you screenshot certain scenes where you're like oh this is not bad like i remember you did a screenshot of like lord of the vanadis um that's one of the examples that you had lord um and there's of, a couple other oh ones gosh i don't even remember this lord of it's like it's like he's like an archer oh okay yeah yeah so there's a couple of them that i've seen that i'm just like oh that's not bad if it's like one scene that they did really well for a harem anime but in general it's just kind of like yeah, no, I I don't see it. Uh, I'll I'll point you to one that you did like though, Agnes. I think you forgot, but Misfit of uh, Misfit Demon King activity. Oh, Misfit, yeah, Misfit is good. No, I also I also thought about Misfit about uh spawn like sponsor <laughs> featuring it on this episode. I wish they were sponsored. Anos, but they Anos, is, um, Anos needs to give us some of his money. Is what we're saying. Please, like we're poor, we're peasants. <laughs> we need, we need this money. <laughs> uh, Misfit, I think is good. I think I didn't mention it because I'm not currently watching season two of Misfit, so I can't make a judgment there. But Misfit season one was, I think like, you're right that it was a very decent harem anime. But that's because there's a plot progression in it. And I talked about in a previous episode too about um, about Misfit of the of the Demon King Academy is because there's a mystery plot behind the whole thing, and Anos Anos himself is not concerned about the romantic plights of being in like a romantic of like a love polygon of all these girls that fawn over him. He's just very dutiful towards trying to figure out why history has been erased and why his own presence has been rewritten. Essentially, yeah. um, versus in something like Irregular High School, like we discussed in the last podcast, um. That one is just a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. I'm just gonna say that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't help that there's incest. Ooh. Why do we have to mention that again? That, that topic has been left behind. Agnes, leave it behind. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave it behind? Okay, we'll leave it behind. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Misfit was one of the ones I kind of pondered on because I think Misfit is unique in a sense well okay first of all agnes i don't think you'll like the second season it has nothing to do with the harem um they they kind of just dumped exposition after exposition for every episode they definitely did not adapt it as good as the first season so i don't uh... think you'll like it which is disappointing because i liked it enough where i actually did check out the light novels and i did think that this arc was funnily enough the strongest arc in the light novel series but it's a lot easier to read than it is to watch. They they would have had to very, very, like, seriously adapt it, as in, like, change it to the right medium, because, because once again, it's, it's just much re- easier to read stuff about world building via words versus, like, having it told to you and having to listen to someone right. say it. So, um, so they definitely needed to adapt it, and unfortunately, they did not adapt it. So... Second season, uh, not as good as the first season, but it has nothing to do with the harm. It has to do with the actual production of things. Um, But with that being said, though, I did ponder about Misfit because I thought Misfit's kind of an interesting example for the simple reason that this is a case where no girl is in the lead, and that is perfectly okay with me. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. And I don't really know 
why it doesn't bother me, but it genuinely doesn't bother me. And the fact that it's like a recurring thing where it's like, yes, all these girls have crushes on him. That doesn't annoy me either. And I can't really decide why. I'm like, is it because I understand why they have a crush on him? Because he is so cool. Like, you get it, you know? Or is it because that, like, he doesn't react to it, so it just doesn't feel like a big deal? I mean, certainly it helps that the girls don't have cat fights over it. That definitely helps. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it, it's kind of unique in the way that it managed to pull it off. I think for Irregular, it's mostly that Anos, for one, doesn't acknowledge any of them. So, obviously, like, there's no girl winning, so to speak. But I think the second thing is that the females in Misfit of the Academy are written pretty well. And that they have their own subset of powers and uniqueness to their characters. That they're not completely one-sided. Mm. Versus, like, I'm going to use the example of Irregular again because it's, like, the same way where, like, the male protagonist is the center of the attention. He doesn't care about the other right. girls. But some of the other girls in Irregular don't carry the same weight. Yeah. The only person that matters is Miyuki. Right? Miyuki is the one that always steals the show no matter how cool the other female characters' powers are. Like, the one that I like that isn't attracted to Anos, uh, not Anos, Tatsuya in a regular high school is the is Erika. She's the best girl. girl. I watched it for she's her. She's best That's girl, it. right? I mean, yes, she's not attracted to um, to Tatsuya, but all the other girls, I just remember them like how they look like, but they don't necessarily stand out to me in any other capacity other than that they're just, uh, they just like Tatsuya. Versus in Misfit of the Academy, I can almost pinpoint out all the faces but also almost remember like what was their significance in the story and how are they helping Anos with this journey of figuring out the mystery mm-hmm. and I think that kind of also goes in line to when we talked about the uh, the assa- the uh, the reincarnation assassin series that's also a harem too because there's like a bunch of girls that are hanging around loose but they all have a significance me, like a little not to the nth degree like some but it did bother me just a little <laughs> Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. But it's not as bad as other harem animes that could do yes, a lot worse. <laughs> yes, And I think you didn't mind it too much either, right? Yeah, I didn't mind it that much either. Yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's interesting. I think the reason why I didn't quite mind it, even though it did bother me a little with Finest Assassin, was because, like, it was portrayed in a way where he was very purposefully doing it so i was like okay there's some agency involved you know from the main character there's agency agency involved in that he's very purposefully getting these girls attached to him for his own purposes which is you know not good protagonist behavior but hey it's action it's action that he chose to do so i think that helped a lot It could it could definitely be a lot worse if he was that much of a manipulative jerk. At least he treats them well, so. Correct, yes. Question mark. Eyebrow raise. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, that, like, very fine line of, like, yeah, he could basically be manipulating and abusing them to the nth degree. It's getting there, but it hasn't quite reached it yet that I'm like, I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Until the light novels prove me otherwise, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, he's a scumbag. <laughs> Do you know any of these anime that Agnes and I have been discussing? <laughs> uh, no, I have not watched uh, at least Irregular or The Misfit. You, you don't need to watch Irregular. Uh, don't watch Irregular. <laughs> 
Don't watch your regular. Okay. You saved yourself a bullet by not watching your regular. <laughs> I watched like half of season one and I was like, I can't do this. And then Gracie suffered through all of season one and went to go read oh, spoilers no. online. I, I, just, I just had to know if incest was the end game and I hoped it wasn't, but I was wrong. <laughs> so- <laughs> we discussed this in the last episode. Let's not bring it up. Let's not bring it up again. <laughs> Gracie was very unhappy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so um, with that being said, uh, okay, so that's your answer for Kid Harm Anime Be Good. I've been kind of answering it throughout the episode as I've been discussing with you guys, but, you know, my answer, the, the quick and simple answer would be yes, Harm Anime can be good, but I do agree with Jack that in many cases it could be better if it wasn't in Harm. Uh, one of the easiest examples mm. that comes to my mind is Chivalry of the uh, Failed Knight. Do you remember that? It, it, it was very big at one point but oh my gosh like you guys i wonder if you guys were in high school still uh especially you agnes since uh let's see i don't think i've seen that one or i don't remember it that well i would have to look it up uh, i'm gonna cry if you were in oh i remember these visuals and i remember you made a comment about chivalry of the failed night yeah too. uh 2015 were you in college ago. already agnes no i had not graduated oh high school yet <laughs> okay I was still in high school, my girl. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, you're old. Hey, (laughs) hey. Tread carefully there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Chivalry of a Failed Knight. I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, I love the main couple. This is one where it's like it's very obvious who Endgame is. They actually get together during the series. And um, I I enjoyed uh, I, I read spoilers for the light novel series. And I it is really funny. I really enjoy their dynamics with each other. But because this is one of the examples where it's like because the end game is so obvious, having all these other girls like him, it just felt like a waste of time. <laughs> and it annoyed me. It was the thing. And like it was like his um uh, who who liked him. It was like this random senpai with like who's really good at using swords who liked him. And then um I did like the student council president though. She was really cool. Um <laughs> she she can like him, but she's fine. <laughs> so um but she liked him, she had glasses and then uh, another care another female character liked him as well and it was it was just all these other girls liked him and I was just so annoyed about it whenever it showed up I was like this is unnecessary we know who he likes and we know the who, who he's gonna get together with we know who Endgame is so every time we see like these other girls who like him and are like lusting after him. It's just wasted time and material to me. And I found it to be wholly sort of unnecessary. So I mean, it's not enough for me to dislike the anime. I actually still do like it. And I, I'll even go back and watch clips because I did enjoy it so much. Also the opening, uh, the opening theme song sequence is just so cool. It was in black and white. Uh, but it's just like, but this was one of the ones where Jack said, you know, like an, a harm anime can always be better when it's not harm. And I was like, this is the first one that comes to my mind. I'm like, it could be even better if it wasn't harm because I wouldn't be annoyed <laughs> watching all those other girls like him. So, so yeah, so that's like one of the ones that like came up to me in my head. I think, um, I really think of all the harm anime I've seen that are like good that I think could stay as harm are the two I've already mentioned, which is Misfit and Yona of the Dawn. I genuinely cannot think of any other ones. And I've watched so much anime, guys. <laughs> you guys know that. So, um, and mm-hmm. I just can't think of any other ones. So I think like, oh, oh yes. 
I have a question. What do you think about Fruits Basket? That is sometimes labeled as a harm. But it is. It's technically it. not, though. That's my argument, too. I don't think it is, but yeah. Sorry. I think it gets. I just think a lot of anime because you feature so much of the of the other sex in, let's say, like certain promos and stuff that people think it's a harem and they immediately label it yeah. as this. But it's technically not when you read through the plot. Um, versus Yona, like the first two arcs of Yona is definitely a harem. Uh, but Fruits Basket, mm -hmm. you can clearly see that in a lot of the manga panels and in the anime, even the old anime, the new anime, it's really only centered on one character. Yeah, like. There was oh, like two characters, which is basically a love triangle. That's yeah, it's hard. a love triangle. There was Yuki and Akil, but then Yuki basically didn't want a romantic relationship with her. And, you know, I loved his arc for this reason because he realized he would just grow dependent on her and that's not what he wants. And um, which is, you know, ugh, Yuki's so good, that character arc. Um, so he dropped out of the race is essentially what it is. And then Momiji grew up. And then Momiji developed a crush on Toru. But then by that point, Yuki was out of the picture. And also Yuki met Machi and he's already started to develop feelings for her. So it's like a new love triangle <laughs> instead of like all like three guys liking her. And then not to mention Momiji never tried anyway because she knew. I mean, he knew that um, Toru loved Kyo and Kyo also reciprocated. But he's such an ISTP. He won't do anything about it. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like uh so I, I i don't think it counts as a harm like i'm actually shocked that there are people who say it's a harm who, who said that who, who said that <laughs> isabel no because when i was like watching like if you type up like reverse harm online fruits basket sometimes no. does come up in the search so no whoever surprised. puts that there is stupid they oh, are objective i'll just put wrong. it very plainly <laughs> Like, even if you look it up on, like, like Japanese websites and stuff like that, too, they're not going to label it as a harem. Yeah, so like, like Japanese netizens aren't going to even call it a harem. So I think, I think just in general, like, it's just a lot of mislabeling, especially from the Western perspective, just be based off of, like, promo images and stuff. Because it can be alluded like that with, like I said, five different guys in the same photo when really in the actual series, they have nothing to do with their love interest. They just happen to be people that she yeah. meets, right? So... I guess um, a similar anime who fell into that situation was Rascal. You know, Rascal never dreams about it. Yeah. Oh, Rascal, like, yeah. There, there was a love triangle that happened between him and, a, uh, what was her name? Oh, gosh, the short-haired girl. I cannot remember her name suddenly. Uh, but him and mine, the short-haired girl. Uh, Futaba, I know, Isabel, like, that's your guilty pleasure shit. But Futaba, you know, she she never had feelings for him. She, In fact, she had feelings for um, their friend and their, their childhood friend trio. So she had feelings for him there. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was a different character. So it's like, but when you look at the promo, it's misleading. And a lot of people immediately said that this was harm when it's clearly not, not even close to it. So yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Where was I going? I forgot. Because <laughs> I got distracted. by I'm sorry, the... I interrupted No, you. no, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. I was just like, how dare they mislabel Fruits Basket <laughs> with such erroneous <laughs> information. <laughs> I know, right? I know, but you were mentioning that the two anime that was uh, that you've mentioned so far, which is Misfit. Oh, right. Uh, that I th and, mm -hmm. I feel like it being a harm didn't make the story worse, and that it could have been better. Right, right, yeah. So those are the only mm -hmm. two that I could think of where I was like, I think like it actually taking away the harm or like keeping it in really does not leave an effect on the quality of the story and how 
how good it is. I, I think it works just the way it is. So um, so that's why. But I'm like, that's, you know, that's only two out of how many out there, um, though, I will say I don't mind complicated harem when it's historical. Agnes, do you know what I mean? You're a historical a minor. Are you talking about how cool key demons <laughs> demon blossoms? Well, no, but it's like, but I think like in a historical element, it can be a little more complicated. I'm actually kind of think of Oku. Of which one? Of Oku. Oh, Oku. Yeah. Oku makes sense because you have to have it there. It is a revisionist history. Right. And so um, it's like, uh, like, obviously there is the main couple without question, but it's like, with um with Yoke and um Iemitsu, like I don't think they romantically loved each other, but they there was love between them. You they, know, they had a goal and they 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 made love because of that goal. Yeah, so. yeah, there was definitely love between them. They cared and they did love each other, even if it wasn't as romantic. So like that, I feel like that as a complicated like nuanced aspect to the harem. You know, in that she literally has a harem. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I mean, Oku was supposed to be a revisionist history of the actual um, Japanese, like, Tokugawa shogunate anyway. Right, yeah. So, that's why, like, it can kind of be brushed aside because it's like, if it's a revisionist history, then anything can happen. Um, especially with the idea. And it and it's weird for me to say this, but I think, like, for Oku, it's very special because there's a circumstance that forces them to have, like, the reverse harem or, like, the harem trope mm-hmm. overall. And, of course, like, harems exist back in the day, too, so it's more believable. Versus, like, if you look at some harem animes that exist, like, in the modern day or, like, the nearby scientific future or whatever, where it's, like, a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, yeah, where, where you have to make babies. <laughs> yeah, you have to make babies, right? Like, I don't think that's that probable to be honest but in the historical sense it's more probable because harems existed you know all sorts of um cultures and kingdoms had harems for that exact reason so Mm -hmm, yeah um yeah so i think in a historical aspect i don't mind the element of a harem i think if anything it makes it a little more interesting because of that realism to the historical aspect that's actually why like uh you know in raven the inner palace obviously uh we ship the main two leads but we also know that he does have concubines we know that he is sleeping with them right so but it's like that he has like two or three yeah i think yeah or i think he had three or four but then one of them died so two or three now yes yeah um but it's just like we knew that that was happening everyone knew they kind of talk about it casually in all honesty because that's what that's what it was back then it was pretty casual and so um and it's like, I, I didn't care about that. If anything, I was like, that's realistic. And so I think historical harms, there is an actual case to be made about it uh, being in that genre. But funnily enough, we don't really get them. So <laughs> that's the irony. No, because no one's interested in a historical anime uh, romance type of situation with the hair. Boohoo. Okay, moving on. That's the only reason why I'm pretty salty about it. <laughs> I was like, Agnes just Agnes is very oh, salty about this, actually. Okay. <laughs> just don't Because you make a good now. point. Like, it's so dramatic. It's so, like, interesting. Because, like, there's a lot of live action, like, readaptations of, let's say, like, not for anime, but for, like, other cultures. Like, let's say, like, the Sultans. Um, uh, oh sort gosh, of like Chinese dramas. In like the Middle East. Chinese dramas all about the internet. Chinese yeah. dramas, Middle Eastern dramas, like Russian dramas. There's like all these consorts and concubines. It's like very interesting. But when you put it into an anime, everyone's like, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Agnes is not pleased by that. <laughs> I'm not pleased. But at the same time, I can kind of understand why they don't wouldn't do uh, historical fiction because like it the historical fiction also lies within like the country of origin and where they're pulling the resources from. So if you make a false error where you're trying to depict like a, a historical fiction era with realistic elements and names, it may or may not look bad if you're doing it from a different country. But they could so, like, do it Japan, for their own history because their own history had harems. Like they, it was lots and lots of concubines for every. They emperor. do, they do, but nobody wants to watch a Japanese uh, history anime. To be honest, like how many I Japanese do. high school students? <laughs> well, I know you do, but you're not a Japanese high school student. Okay, Gracie, calm down. Uh, but like, how many Japanese high school students do you think had to sit through boring history lessons talking about like the Heian era and the Tokugawa shogunate and hear about all the the concubines of the cons? source and then having to see it animated like do you think it'll bring back nice memories i just say the drama would be nice <laughs> the drama would be nice but i don't know about the japanese public if they even care about that so no unfortunately that's not going to get publicized <laughs> uh, that does uh bring up an interesting tidbit because i have seen some people like just wonder they're like why is the west like like the harm genre it didn't really appear essentially until like cross uh, cultural intersections start to happen where the genres between uh, Asia and like the, the East and the West start mixing together. And that's when harm sort of as a genre showed up in the West. And honestly, my answer is it lies in the historical factor because and we talked funnily enough, we talked about it a bit in our last episode, which is like, you know, early on already in the West, like royal families, they had the concept of a single wife. They had a lot of mistresses, but there is only one wife and only the children of that one wife are legitimate children versus in the East, it was for a very, very long time, it was multiple wives. In fact, it was many, many wives. And all the children born from those wives are legitimate and they're in the running for the um, for the royal heir title. So uh, so really, like, <clears throat> the, the short answer to the whole, like, you know, wise harm so prevalent, aside from just the whole, like, yes, it's become a self-insert, sort of like a fantasy for people watching and stuff, but there is actual historical context to it, where in history, this was very much a thing of a bunch of girls uh, being centered on a guy. Or even in China's case with Wu Zetian, when she became the Chinese emperor, uh, she also had a harem of guys. She got herself a bunch of guys that she was sleeping with. So it's uh, so it's like that that very concept of like that single wife wasn't really there in uh, in a lot of parts of uh, the East until much much later on. So um, so that's why the harm genre is in many shape or form like still kind of strong in regards to their presence. Uh, so that's like my answer. Uh, my answer to some of the questions I've seen online in regards to that. Um, just a bit of historical fun fact, as we usually do. So I'm just glad you mentioned that, just because I, I like when we talk about horror anime, that doesn't come up in my head, like the historical context. So I liked hearing about it really, because yes, it did ex you know exist in history, which is why have these types of stories in the beginning so. right exactly <laughs> I, it's funny because um what i will say in the difference between uh, japan and china is that china very much has the harm uh, genre but their harm genre is very largely relegated to historical ones um it's mm. very rare to see modern harm stuff and if anything if there is majority of people don't like it they find it annoying but they are much more accepting of it when it's like taking 
in a historical context sort of situation versus in Japan, you know, we just talked about this, um, is that a lot of the harem genre is largely mainly in modern era or future era rather than the past. So that's a very big difference between like how the harem genre is being portrayed between like two different countries who, which is very much part of their historical element. So yeah, that's just another tidbit. That's interesting. Thanks. Uh, Alrighty, but I think really, you know, uh, that's our answer is that the the answer, the short answer to can horror mana may be good. It seems like we're all in agreement is that yes, it can be good, but it can usually be better. And to get to that better stage, it has to be pretty unique in regards to how it got to it. And it's very rare in that regard. Um, but I think it was fun just to hear you guys discuss about it and like sort of the anime that occurs to you and sort of why. And, you know, we got, we got to let, um, we got to let Agnes let out some of her salt a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of salt with harem animes in general. (laughs) (laughs) You made it sound like you got tricked into watching one and you never want to watch it ever again. Yeah, I, I, there's there's a lot of them that I got tricked into watching when I was much younger, thinking like, oh, it's probably going to be a good show because a lot of people like it. I watch it and I'm just like... <laughs> Wait, no, 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 now you got to share. Which which was tricked you? <laughs> oh, God, there's too many of them. Like, I can see it based on their posters. I don't have a memorable moment of any of them. Oh, no, like you, you visualize them, but you don't have a name. <laughs> Oh, well, no, it's not It's not mostly that, but it's because, like, there's so many that I was tricked into that I don't have a specific moment. I just see the name, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I remember trying to watch this. Uh- <laughs> Did not go very well. So, uh, what, what, oh, one of the more famous examples that I had when I was growing up that I got tricked into thinking, like, it was a normal anime but turned out to be a harem was um, Infinite Stratos. <laughs> oh, no! That's, like, one of the most infamous ones! <laughs> what? I think that's one of the most infamous harem as well like i think people like yeah well, I mean, you, you know when you're a wee lass who doesn't know anything about anime you're just like wow we're gonna embark on a new adventure and watch all the anime that's out there and you pick, accidentally pick a harem yeah that's gonna make you bleach your eyes out <laughs> <laughs> uh, other examples i can think of would be like i think back in the day when i was reading more manga after i started my after i got burnt out from my stint with with anime was a really popular manga was freezing I don't know that, that also one. Got. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, you don't know that one? A freezing, like, Queen's Rebellion? Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, now you're looking <laughs> Big up. titty girls that fight with swords? Yeah, that's a thing. Rebellion manga, he said? Oh. Uh, frozen. A uh, freezing. A freezing. freezing oh my gosh, their boobs are huge! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you watched it. I mean, you read this. <laughs> It was an interesting time. This is so funny. Oh, gosh. I'm going to remember this forever. <laughs> okay, sure, Gracie. Put that in your memory banks. I hope you forget it in about like, a couple days. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, that's going to be a funny part that we're going to end our episode on. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion on this. Let us know if you agree or disagree. You know, uh, maybe you you think that no, the answer is no. It's impossible for harm anime to ever be good. So, and your opinion is valid in that regard. So, uh, I please follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are on that site until the ship sinks, which is at girltaku underscore at. And we will be back with another fun topic next week. So, bye everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye.